Welcome to the Pikecast Studios. Today we are very excited to have Mrs. Tracy Swinton. She works with our English language learners population and I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about how that affects our students and our teachers here in Pike Township. Tracy, why don't you say hello and introduce yourself a little bit? Well, hello everybody out there in Pike. This is Tracy Swinton and um, I'm the ELL coordinator. My actual title is Academic Support Specialist, which means lots of things, but my main job is supporting teachers and English learners. Now, is it English language learners? Is it English learners, ELL, ELs? That's a good question because, you know, all of those things that you said are right. English English uh, as a second language learners, you have ELLs, you have ENLs, English as a new language. Um, but if we do, the one thing that we're trying to move away from is ESL because it may not be a student's second language. This may be their third or their fourth or their fifth language. So in Pike, because we have ELs, which are our exceptional learners, we call them English language learners, ELLs. That's great. Thank mm -hmm. you. Because sometimes the acronyms get a little crazy mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. in education world. Now, even beyond English language learners, we have a population of students called newcomers. Could you explain to me a little bit about what makes the distinction between an ELL student and a newcomer? Yes. Okay, so we have two kinds of newcomers. So the, the actual newcomer are students who have been in the country less than 18 months. Oh, okay. Now they're brand new to the country, but we also have American-born non-English speakers who are very new to English that we treat like newcomers because they're very much like them as far as uh, coming from a, a language that's different from ours and even culture sometimes uh, because they're just kind of um, isolated in their community. So how do you know if a student is a newcomer if they don't have that immediate distinction as I have recently immigrated in. Is there a way that we identify those students here in Pike? Yes, so when when children register um, for the first time, uh, they fill out something called a language survey, and if they put anything on there for the three questions that are asked, if they put anything other than English, then we identify them as a possible English learner. And I say possible because then we do a placement test. Once we get the results of that placement test, that determines whether or not they are an English learner. Now, if they score a zero or one, the lowest score you can get is one, but a lot of kids don't even say much of anything, so um, we might consider them as a newcomer. But what else, the other thing that tells us they're a newcomer is if we look at the country of origin and if this is the first time they've registered in a, in a United States school and they've been in the country less than 18 months. So you have that kind of newcomer that are just brand new to the country and then we have newcomers to the language, level one students. So if they score anything below a level five on that placement test, they're an English learner. Now that's a really interesting piece of data, that, that number that they're at. Can you tell me a little bit about how a teacher might access that data so they can see what level a certain student might be placed under? Absolutely, so once students are identified, um, the instructional coach at the school, the English learner teacher at the school, um, they will enter their information in Skyward. And you can find custom forms, which will have their ILP, which is an individual learning plan, and that has the, the uh, ELL level, but you can also find it in their student profile. You can find their country of origin, you can find the language that they speak, and you can find um, their English learner level. Oh, that's really interesting. And then mm -hmm. what are the types of services that those newcomers and the English learners um, get in our, our schools? What can you help provide? Okay, so it all depends on the school. So some of our schools have English 
learner teachers and some of them do not. So some of our schools that typically do not are our year-round schools or our balanced calendar schools, continuous calendar. Um, they will have instructional coaches that help with that. But we like to attack how we service newcomers from the mainstream teacher's point of view because they have them most of the day. The other thing is when they're not sent off to somebody else to be fixed, everybody owns them. They own the students that are in their classroom rather than saying they're Mrs. So-and-so's class or student because they go to ELL. So some of our schools, we do have ELL teachers, but it's very limited. Not every student who's an English learner gets to see the ELL teacher. So, um, so they're usually serviced by their mainstream teacher, and then if there is an ELL teacher, they may have a course if it's secondary, or they may be pulled out or have push in if it's elementary. Well, thinking specifically about our newcomer population, and if they are in a traditional classroom setting, mm -hmm. do you have any quick strategies that you could share for those classroom teachers, things about that particular newcomer experience? Mm -hmm. One thing I want you to think about as a, just as an educator is if you put yourself in a foreign place, what would help you understand what you need to do? Gestures help you understand what you need to do. Facial expressions, pointing, showing pictures. Those are just some quick and dirty strategies that anybody can use and, and you don't need anything special to do those things. Showing real things. So if you're talking about bananas, show a banana. If you're talking about a football, show a football. If you're talking about the human skull, find a picture of a human skull or have a, a replica of a human skull and talk about those regions. So just making sure that you make it so clear of what you're talking about by having some kind of visual for them. That really helps. The other thing is don't be afraid to repeat yourself over and over again. And don't always rely on what you write on the board. Also say it orally. So if you write something on the board or show something, you need to make sure that they hear it as well. And at the same time that you're reading, is there a way for you to convey it with body language, with pictures, with uh, other visuals, using short clips? That really helps drive home something. Is there anything that you can think of that um, a teacher might need to reach outside of their classroom for help? Is there, are there particular situations where they might reach out to someone in their building or someone at the district level? Oh, absolutely. So um, we actually have some new students who are refugees and some of them come with lots of trauma. So whenever you see something that doesn't seem quite right, like you're not exactly sure how to meet that child's needs, reach out to the social worker, reach out to me. Um, and you can find my um, email, TL Swinton at Pike, um, reach out to me. Um, I have other outside agencies that can help us, so I can reach out to them. If you have a language barrier problem with communicating with the parents and they don't speak Spanish because those are the only interpreters we have, we have something called the Language Training Center where we can use their phone interpreters. So we have all kinds of services. Um, your um, principal and assistant principal in your building should know how to access the um, Language Training Center um, phone services, so that can also help. Um, but reach out to me. I am available to come to your classroom, meet with you after school, before school, during your plan time. I'd be glad I can come in and observe students for you and give you some ideas of things that might help the child. Um, I can even sit one-on-one -on -one with the child and kind of work with them to see what works and what doesn't and kind of give you some pointers there. That's really interesting information because I bet a lot of people don't know all the services that are available for them right. so that we can meet our students where they are and help progress them and grow through their schooling. Well, thank you, Tracy. Is there anything last minute that you would like to share with our audience? 
Everybody's a language teacher, folks. Everybody's a language teacher. Well, thank you so much. This has been Pipecast Studios, and we have been thrilled to have Tracy Swinton, our academic support specialist, here with us today. Thank you, Lena. You've been amazing.